Simon Wollstonecroft is a drummer from Manchester. His first band at school was with Ian Brown and John Squire. His second band became The Smiths. He played with The Fall for 11 years and continues to play drums for Manchester bands today. Johnny Marr nicknamed him Funky Sai. This is Funky Sai's A to Z of Manchester. Hello, Simon. Good evening, Jackie. <laughs> How are you? It's been a long time. I think it's been about nine months since I saw you. Yeah, uh, it seems that way. Um, I've had some good times and bad times since in the interim period. Um, I've got to mention Andy Raw, my dearest friend, Smith's bass player. Yeah. Uh, we lost him back in the spring. I mm-hmm. uh, saw him at Christmas um, and he kind of did say goodbye to me then. And uh, he's in a better place now. But I've got a big Andy Rock sized chunk missing out of my life. I bet. Um, you know, one of well, one of my oldest friends, as you know. Um, learned a lot off him. Uh, fantastic bass player. What I did enjoy the other day was listening to Blo- uh, Blossoms with Rick Castley. Oh yes. Doing a Smith song. Mm-hmm. It just came on the radio one day. I thought, hang on, is, it, is that Morrissey or not? It's very hard to. Um, Sing like Morrissey, especially if you're a girl, because uh, I mentioned once we <laughs> tried to get a Smiths cover band with a girl, and it was really, really difficult. We tried about ten different ones. The last one, Jasmine, she was great, mm. but it never went anywhere anyway. But it was really <laughs> nice to hear, you know, those silky line, bass lines, uh, and he, the lad did a good job, whoever he is, the bass player of Blossoms. So when did you first meet Andy? Uh, I met Andy when I was about 18, um, round at his dad's house in Ashton Mersey. I'd just met Johnny Marr at the Vine pub. He was looking for a drummer and uh, liked the look of Johnny. Very cocksure. And uh, we went round there and we used to hang out listening to records, you know, Parliament, A Certain Ratio, Grace Jones. They'd be playing all the guitar parts and I'd kind of sit there in awe uh, until we started, you know, uh, rehearsing together up in Ancoats when it was a ghost town. <laughs> Got very fond memories of him. There's something about the friends that you make, I think, at that age. It doesn't matter if you don't see them from one year to the next, when you meet up. Absolutely. You love them so much. Yes, and he never, never lost his sense of humour, Andy, right to the very end. He was still cracking jokes when I picked him up from the airport at Christmas, him and Fran, and took him into town. And that was the last time I saw him. But he sent me a text, you know, about six weeks later saying, Si, um, I love you. Yeah, you've always looked after me. And uh, I knew it was goodbye. So it wasn't a massive shock, but it hit me hard. Oh, I bet. Like nothing before, really. So, uh, yeah, um, his music, uh, will, he'll live on through the music of the Smiths and various other things he's done. So God bless Andy. <laughs> You hinted in one of our episodes that you were part of a supergroup, and we can now reveal that supergroup is House of All. Well, yeah, last time I mentioned it, um, we were just starting out. Um, cut a long story short. No, um, no, we've got plenty of time for a long story. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been five years since Marky Smith had passed away, and uh, Martin was thinking about starting a group of ex-players with two drummers. And I went out one night trying to poach a keyboard <laughs> from his... Well, he plays with a lot of people, John Moran, and uh, 
He said, no, I can't do it, sir. I've got to meet you for a drink anyway. Do you mind if Martin comes? Martin Brahma. And had you not seen Martin since you were actually in the fall together? No, I hadn't, and that would have been 1990. Wow. When he rejoined the band on Extricate album, recorded it with us. I think he played on telephone thing as well. Right. Great guitarist, and uh, he went on tour. We did a world tour, and um, he got uh, sacked unceremoniously by the tour manager in the middle of the night. And <laughs> yeah, but there. under instruction from Mark. I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Marsha, Schofield, the keyboard player. I bumped into Marsha at the Louder Than Words Literary Festival where I tend to go there. You, you were there? Yes, year, I you? went. It was brilliant. You did like a and a session and That's Mark right. Riley was on stage and Martin Brahma turned up, didn't he? And he, he, he did. He, he wasn't going to come up, but I um, pestered him and pestered him. I thought, you should be up here with me and Steve and Paul now. And we had a discussion uh, with Mark Riley and Kevin Cummins, photographer, was there. Uh, just talking uh, general chit-chat, really. Uh, I think we did mention the new band, House of All, while we were there. Uh, Peter Greenway, off the, the guitarist from the band, he, uh, I don't think he was there because he lives in Birmingham, but get well, get well, Pete. Yeah, what a lovely lad Pete is. He is. He's uh, such a nice man. Hopefully he'll be back at some point. Um, but uh, Phil, who's... Um, you know, stood in for him, basically, on guitars, mm-hmm. doing a sterling job. But I uh, wish you all the best, Pete, anyway. Let's go back to the beginning. You said it was Martin's idea, so Martin Brahma, original full member. That's right. Um, so how did it all come about? How did he approach you? How did the conversation start? Uh, well, he, um, after I'd been out for a drink with him that night, and, uh, you know, we were just sort of reminiscing a bit, He's got a much better memory than me, like most people. <laughs> um, remembering where we went, what we did. He actually told me um, we went to see the Ramones. Or was that Andrew Berry? No, it was Andrew Berry's <laughs> podcast, which I never knew. Because uh, I love the Ramones. They played them on the radio today, on the way here, actually, in the car. <laughs> so, Martin, yeah, got back in touch. Yeah, he um, sent us all um, an email, I think it was, and uh, said, listen, should we have a meeting? about um, starting this band up. So did you know at that point who else was involved? Well, um, I knew that he wanted two drummers, so it could have been Paul Anley, which it turned out it was. Carl, if anybody can ever find him. Well, Carl's actually been um, spotted, heard from quite recently. Oh, this is big news. (laughs) Yeah, he's retired. (laughs) Well, I don't blame him. Um, He's still playing. He's got an electric kit at home. I'm not spoke to him myself, but I'm, you know... I'm picking it up through the smoke signal. <laughs> through the grapevine. Rot, rotten stuff. <laughs> we need to get hold of Carl because I need to speak to him. Well. About um, what he's been up to. Yeah, you'd have to ask Paul Anley for his number. Right, great. <laughs> will do. Okay, so you, you find out that there's other people involved. You assume it's probably going to be Paul. Are you happy about, you know, who, who he's got involved? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Martin runs a very tight ship. I've been very impressed with him. <laughs> and uh, I still don't know him that well, Martin. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to know him when he was in the band in 1990 either. According to him, we spent about a year on the road together and in studios. Uh, we recorded down, uh, oh, what's he called? Jimmy Page, the devil worshipper, his place. Uh, it used to be called Soul Studios down by the Thames there in Henley. 
And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he played uh, guitar on the Telephone Thing, which was one of my favourite ones. We actually played a version of that at the last gig, which I'll tell you about in a bit. Great. Do you all meet up in a pub? Yeah, we met in a bar in Shorten, upstairs, round a table, like a conference, <coughs> and uh, it was all very convivial. Mm-hmm. I bet people nearby were thinking, <laughs> sure that lot used to all be in the pool. No, we were upstairs, you see, and it was a, a Tuesday night. Oh, hidden away. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was quite dark, as I remember it. And So So who turned up that night? Well, Steve, uh, myself and Paul and Martin, and that's it. Because Peter, um, you know, he wasn't on board at that point. Okay. Just wanted to make sure if he fancied doing it for a start off. Yeah. Uh, And what was the initial idea? Was it just to record something or was it to actually be a touring band? It was just to record um, a a one-off album, see how it went. Right. You know, death or glory, as they say. Yeah. And uh, we all agreed, you know, that night we would. And it was surprisingly quickly, how quickly it came round to actually going in the studio. And so what m- what month was this, do you think? January or something. Okay, yeah. so January, you all yeah. decide, the four of you. Yeah. You've not met Pete before. Pete was um, Mark's last guitarist, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure Pete wasn't there, but I might be wrong on that. Right, okay. But you virtually the first time you met him, going into the studio with him. Yes, I think it was. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because he came to a hotel and I went to pick him up. Um, and it took me ages to find it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he's lovely, Peter. Yeah, he is. Really, he's a lovely, lovely man. Guy. Yeah. Oh, so you make the decision, you get together and you say, OK, and Martin's in charge. He names the band, does he? Yes. He come up um, with the name? He did. He'd, I think he'd come up with a name by that night. And me being stupid, mistakenly thought he'd said Family of All. Oh, OK. <laughs> I kept telling people there's a new band that I'm in called Family of All, which I think is quite good as well. It is. It's quite nice. Yeah. But I know it's, um, you know, it's House of All. Um, he's throwing it together, but he's basically saying, you know, we've all got a, a, a fifth of a split. So he's been very fair. Very fair. Um, although I've not got it in writing. <laughs> Come on, Simon. <laughs> But, uh, no, very fair, and uh, I like the way he works. I like the cut of his jib, Martin. Yes. So he says something and he does it, basically. He, he does. Yeah. And he does is, it right, you know. Which is really he great. Knows, he knows if it's wrong. Okay, so let's go through. So uh, Martin Brahma. Yeah. So original full member. He then came back in 1990, was then ceremoniously dumped out of the band. Yes. Did he leave first time? I'm not sure. Or was he sacked I, 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 first time? I suspect they both just had a disagreement. Mm. And uh, so then he came back. To disagree. And so then we've got Paul Hanley, who was was in the fall. I think okay. he was in for about four years in the, in the early eighties, eighty two, eighty three. Right, around okay. about that time, Paul. So Paul Hanley, early drummer. He's older than Steve, but younger than me. Only just so. Okay. <laughs> and then Steve, obviously. Yeah, Steve was there. Steve Hanley, so he's the longest-serving full member, isn't he? 17 years he did. Apart from Mark, obviously. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then Pete, how long was Pete in the fall, do you know? About 10 years. Wow. And uh, he speaks very highly of Mark, you know, during those times, and how they were actually saying to Mark, listen, you shouldn't be doing this anymore. 
And Mark would go, yes, I am. I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> He'll have his wheelchair. Yeah. He said to me, um, he said it was an honour to have spent that amount of time with that man. Yeah. And he said it was an honour for me to carry his coffin and to work with him. And he said, and even up until the end, he was looking at the next project. Yes. Yeah, I really love Pete. I think he's such a lovely man. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, really he is. is. And so talented. Absolutely. Some of the stuff on this um, new album that we'll talk about is quite incredible, you know. Um, very glam rock-like, some of it. Like Mick Ronson. Um, he's got a great style, you know. Although Martin did play guitar as well, so some, sometimes I don't know who played what. But either way, it works. Exactly. Either way, it's working, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, let's look at going into the recording studio next. So you booked yourself in for a, a session. How many days did you give yourself to produce something? Zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the idea was, um, Martin's quite correct in this, um, you know, theory, that if you if we'd been booked in doing rehearsals for weeks and weeks previously, it wouldn't be as effective as just going in the room and see if you can sink or swim. You know, it's a big, big gamble, really. Well, it really is, because some of you had never met before. No. Just trying to get used to the way you, you know, each other works is, it would take time. Yes, and I think... Yeah, the first album, we kind of got to know how it all worked in the studio. So come the second one, it was a lot easier and therefore a superior um, album, in my opinion. But So you got into the studio the first time. Yeah. Who's in charge? Who's saying, right, this is a track that we can work on? Well, or, well or is it a bit of a... A bit of everything, a bit of all of us. Put our, but, but the first track we did was called Ain Bite, which is a medieval phrase, I believe, and... I'm not sure what it means, but uh, <laughs> Martin wrote it. I just started playing a, um, a funky-type drum beat because I was determined to put a little bit of my stamp on proceedings okay. from the off. But there's two drummers, there's so how does drummers. that work? Well, it's whoever gets in there first, and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start The early playing. bird catches the worm, <laughs> they say. That's true. Paul would then pick it up and start playing at the same time, two drum kits, everything live totally live, um, would do maybe two takes of each one at the most. That's yeah, but you didn't doing. know the song when you started it. No, you're just busking as you go along. Wow. Um, and, you know, we've been doing it a long time, all of us. So if we couldn't come up with something under those conditions, I would have considered us crap. <laughs> it's a no from me, <laughs> says Simon. But so thankfully, it sounds like... There was a bit of magic in the studio. Yeah, there was. It wasn't a fluke, because we've done the second one, and it's even better. And the third one, probably even be better still. It's incredible, really, when you think about it. Because the only thing that, that, that links you all is a band. But it actually spans over so many years, so that it doesn't make sense that you would all be able to just go into a studio and produce something that sounds great. Um, immediately. Now, um, sometimes um, Peter would have a guitar riff, and I'd hear him playing it on his uh, you know, tape recorder in, in, the, in the back room there. And say, oh, that's good, that Pete. You know, let's have a go at that. So we bring it in, in the studio, all of us together. Press record, off we go. He'd start doing that and uh, would work out a beat to it. And people would join in and, you know, and it just developed very organically. 
um, a lot of, you know, recording these days done, you know, <laughs> remotely from home kind of thing. You don't even meet people in the studio. This is the total opposite. So this gamble about not preparing to do it really, really paid off. And which studio were you in? Hope Mill, which is in Ancoats, uh, run by Dave Tolan. It's got some very able engineers there, including Tom Williams, who became the unofficial sixth member of the band. Is it six? <laughs> Such as his recording technique, doesn't miss anything. Records it all live. He's got, you know, 18 mics over two drum kits. Quite a lot to deal with, you know. And the bass. And two guitars. <laughs> and Martin's um, got a guitar effect that sounds a bit like a Hammond organ. No idea what it's called, but it does the job. It sounds like a Hammond organ. So a few people have been asking me, who, who plays keyboard? Do you need a keyboard player? Well, no, we don't, because Martin can do both and sing. So, yeah, it's all, all, all went swimmingly, really. Great. So you were in the studio. Was there anybody in charge? Uh, well, yes, the record label's budget um, dictated that. So we'd get there at, say, uh, 10 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. We're hoping to make an album's worth of tunes uh, on this fir the first album, House of All. And so when we got to about 8, possibly 9, um, that was enough, and we just did it in the time over the two days. Then Martin had come in the next day, and he, I think he might have got another day as well where he did his vocals and stuff. Is he the only person doing lyrics? Yes, although um, I think I was away abroad uh, when they did the backing vocals on one of the tracks. Uh, Steve, Paul and uh, Peter did it. Gutted about that, actually. That wasn't there, you know. Because <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a go. I'd never sing and drum at the same time. That's so hard, I think. I know Karen Carpenter's amazing. And, and Rennie from the Stone Roses is amazing. You know, singing and drumming. <laughs> But uh, I'd like to have a go at singing. Well, let's book you in for the next album. Whose album? Your next House of All album. Well, the problem is, I think I'm away again. Oh, Simon. <laughs> you see, this is what happens. I'm going away. You're yeah. always going away on your holidays. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're going to have to choose, basically. I know. It's one I or know. the other. It's either backing vocals or, you know, Greece. <laughs> I know Greece is going to win, so it doesn't matter. No, we're not going to Greece, we've got to Ibiza. Oh, well, there you the go, you see. Went. <laughs> For a week, that's it. <laughs> you went back into the studio? Yeah, we went back um, and did another album again in two days. In yes. In January, because we saw you there. That's right, we? so I did a bit of filming for you while you were there. I've never, ever seen anything like it. To produce a song, to start from with virtually nothing apart from maybe a baseline or you would suggest something and then paul would add to it steve would then just watch both of you for two or three minutes listen to you he would then add a baseline the guitars would add pete would add and then suddenly we're all in the other room listening to it as a track within like yeah. half an hour well you ain't heard nothing yet jackie <laughs> this is exciting because you were i think you got off after we were working on that first track but some um, mighty stuff in there. Great. On the second one. But it is like magic. Yeah, it is. Um, I did feel like Mark's uh, watching over us. Do you? Do you feel some going, sort of Come influence? Come on, get on with it. Stop yeah. messing about. Come on, faster. But this time we're allowed to, if we're not happy with something, 
um, say, listen, I want to do it again. It's no problem. No fear. No histronic, anything like that. Nobody turning up at the end of the day and saying, that's all rubbish, do it again. No. Um, which what is, a nice way to work. <laughs> it is. You know, that's the way it should be. But we didn't need more than two takes. One couple of them, we did three takes of them. That's what I couldn't understand. I thought, well, wait a minute. You know, half an hour ago, this wasn't a thing. And now it's become a thing. Yeah. It's got a name and Martin's going to put some lyrics to it. Yeah. And there's a lot of lyrics, hell of a lot of lyrics. And they're great and I can hear them. Um, you know, as you know, I've got tinnitus. I struggle deciphering lyrics with a best, you know, a lot, a lot of people. Uh, Mark Smith... <laughs> Unless I thought it was about me, the song, I didn't really own in on it. Because <laughs> he did, he, he would write stuff about you. Right. It wasn't obvious, but you'd have to decipher it. Yes. Work out the code. Yeah, but with Martin, uh, you can hear it. It's very, very clear. And if it wasn't, he, he, he wouldn't let it go. That's what I like about him. He's got a great vocal style, though, hasn't he, Martin? He has. He sounds very much like Lou Reed to me. Oh, really? Especially on this new one. Um, which will be out next year. Great. Well, that's so exciting. So the whole um, studio experience you really enjoyed? Yes, I did, absolutely. And uh, we were looking out uh, over Ancoats. It was a sunny day. It was sunny in the, uh, January as well when we were yeah. there. Um, looking at the front sleeve of the first album, which is Spectator Mill. Uh, we're in Hope Mill, bearing in mind. Who decides what's going on the front cover of the album? I think it's a toss-up between... Um, Martin and Tiny Global Productions, right. who are our um, backers, stroke, you know, record label. Okay, where are they based? John Anderson, who's the boss, he's American, but he lives in Valencia, and uh, he came over to London to see us uh, playing and uh, join the mini tour uh, earlier this year. Earlier this year, it was only about six weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lovely man. Bet he was delighted. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. With the band, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it is a proper record label, so they know what's best to do, if you kind of think. I think Martin's got total trust in John. Great. At Tiny Globe, and so have I. Well, how lovely that you seem yeah. to have brought all the elements together. Yeah. And um, it's all, you know, it's all working well. Absolutely. We've got an agent, um, Fless. Uh, at voidagency.com if there's any inquirers, anybody wants to book us. Uh, she's very, very capable. Great plug there, Simon. Well done, <laughs> they've taught you well. Well, she's very good. Let's chat more about the live. You were uh, playing live, shall we? We'd done the album, it came out, and the gigs were booked, and then uh, Peter went down, you know. Uh, he's it's going to be okay. But so we had to replace him, basically, um, the stand-in, Fell, who, was the, uh, who is the bass player in the Blue Orchids. The Blue Orchids being Mark, Martin Brahma's group. So he's continuing with that as a band, is he? Yes, he so is. The two run alongside each other? Yes. Right, OK, great. Quite interestingly, uh, the Blue Orchids was a gang uh, in Salford, and John Cooper Clark mentions that in his book, I Want to Be Yours which I found fascinating, but Martin was part of that gang. <laughs> so that's a really interesting thing about him. You know, I keep finding a little bit more about him as we mm. go along. You then decide that you are going to play live. It's not just going to be something, you're not just going in the studio. 
No, um, because people uh, were asking, oh, are you going to play live? And we kind of get this all the time now, at, at home and abroad. You know, um, hopefully next year we'll be doing some uh, foreign gigs. Great. You know, touch wood. So you decided to put a few, like a mini tour together, didn't you? Yes, the agency did. Mm-hmm. And we all worked around it because we're all busy. That's the, right, yeah. The band members. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of um, pinning down certain dates. Um, which we did. We only did six gigs, and then we played another one in Liverpool a couple of weeks ago, uh, which went great at Jimmy's. And uh, <laughs> Craig Scanlon was there. Yes, I believe Craig turned up, which is so great that there's another element to that X-Fall. Yes, he, he was asked at the beginning whether he fancied the guitar job um, before Pete, Peter got asked. He just didn't want to know, basically. Do you think there's he, there's more interest now? Is he mellowing or? Um, yeah, he is mellowing. <laughs> because he didn't have anything to do with the fall feet for twenty years, really. No, he didn't, and he had to walk past that bureau on the side of the chippy in Presswich and Mark every day. I I've never asked him what he thought about. We that. must ask him. I know. I should did he throw things at it every now and again? And then every now and again, <laughs> did he? You know, did he smile? You know. <laughs> No, it was great to see Craig, and uh, Will Sargent was there from um, Echo and the Bunnymen. Great. And Mark Riley, and it was a great, really good night. Yeah, it was a charity money. night, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, a former cancer called Sarcoma, I think, mm-hmm. which uh, we raised a lot of money for it, great. which was just brilliant. And I love Liverpool, love playing there. It's a port like any port, you know. It's got something about it, a port. So you picked the other nights, though, to play. So wh- wh- why did you pick those locations? Obviously, Manchester was one. Yes, at the White Hotel. The White Hotel. I went to see it. It was fantastic. Did you go on the first or second night? Um, second night. Right, because I've heard a recording, a live recording of that, and it sounds amazing. Oh, it really was great. Yeah, it sounds really, really great. Tight. Glam, glam and, rock. And, but what I loved about the whole night was that I looked at all of you, Steve was smiling at Paul, Paul was smiling at you, Martin, you know, was smiling at everyone. (laughs) And you just all seem to be really enjoying yourself. And there's nothing better for a member of the crowd than to watch a band really having a great time. Can you ask Steve to smile at me a bit more? (laughs) (laughs) And especially when you don't know the songs. Well, we do. We did buy that. No, you do. We don't. (laughs) The crowd. So it was just nice to... It was just had a very nice atmosphere. It, yeah. it, it was great. I mean, obviously, a lot of ex-Fall fans, because I know Martin at one point had to say, we're not the Fall. I think somebody asked if you were going to play a Fall song. You did at Jimmy's, didn't you? We did a telephone thing, the music to telephone thing, which, by the way, Steve and I both played on and Martin. The original telephone thing. Yeah. But Martin wrote new lyrics, and it was AI thing, artificial intelligence thing. Because he's just more and more and more about artificial intelligence. Right, you can see why him and Mark got on, can't you? I can, the more you're why, telling... Why don't they stick together, then? Well, well, maybe they clash too much. Yeah, maybe they're too similar. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. But, um, I find, like, I, like I say, I'm finding more bits about Martin as I go along. Lovely, lovely lad. Yeah, know? he is, he's brilliant. He's fascinating, he likes his history and things like that. He does he? like his history, yeah, like so, Mark. Did, like yeah. Mark, yeah. Yeah, live... Yes. Yeah, all of you. Two drummers again, which is great. I mean, that sound is fantastic. Well, I'm playing to a metronome 
And uh, so, in other words, I'm starting the song off and Paul's, you know, joining me uh, once I've counted the song in. I think that's the only way to keep it tight as that without rehearsing for months and months and months. We might have had about four rehearsals before we went on the road. Which is incredible, isn't it, when you think about it? Not really, because we've all been doing it a long time, and if you can't keep a time to a metronome, you're rubbish, you know. <laughs> Get off. Steve's guitar, I mean, um, bass sound. Oh, uh, it's, um, I've missed it, you know, being on stage listening to that particular yeah. sound that he's got. I don't know whether it's the amp he uses, the type of strings he has. No, it's his stance, I think. He's so sort of... He's a, a human bass... Uh, a colossus. A colossus, that man. He used man. to protect his area uh, from Mark interfering with his amplifier. Yeah, maybe that's why you were all enjoying yourselves, because you could just get on with it. Exactly. You didn't have any fear of somebody turning down an amp, pushing your equipment over. That's right. <laughs> so it's a lot more chill, so we're enjoying it more, and I yeah. think, you know, you can tell. No encore? No, um, we did have other songs that we recorded, for, uh, but we thought, no, we're going to save them. Although we did do one called Aim Higher, which I'm particularly fond of. Yes, I like that one. Um, it's, very, it's a frantic song. It's mm. super quick. Um, I, I love it, me. And we did one called Murmuration, which we did at the Mark Riley session as well um, a couple of months ago. It sounded amazing, mm. Murmuration. And we did a photo shoot when we were up in Sunderland. Uh, not Sunderland. Forgot the area now. You know where that guy, the canoe man, who faked his own death? Oh, yes. Wherever he's from, round yeah. there, we were up there. Because <laughs> Jim Donnelly, who did uh, the photos for the album uh, and, and the live gigs, he um, there was a, a piece of artwork, basically, street art, of birds, you know, swifts, murmurating. Mm -hmm. So um, we had a picture taken up there on the way up to Edinburgh after we played in Newcastle, which was nice. A lovely day, you know, as well. And we did you stay over when you were touring? Uh, only one, uh, out of the six gigs, only once, actually. A hotel, you mean? Yeah, where you all got that experience of sort of having an after show. and. Yeah, we were driving back every night after the gig, apart from one gig, in, uh, you know, between Newcastle and, and Edinburgh. Edinburgh's a fantastic gig there. Um, I think that was the best one for me. Oh, was it? Why? Um, it was just a great place. Now, what was it called? Um, Summer Hall, uh, which a beautiful building. Mm. I think it was a school um, for surgeons, for vets. Wow. To learn their trade. Right. So they had a kind of, you know, a lot of like operating theatre type things with wooden banks, heating, you know, going up. But a lovely hall there. It was actually filmed um, in Edinburgh, Summer Hall. The gig was filmed? Yes. Oh, uh, great. So there's footage somewhere. There is. Um, there's a company, a uh, producer called Hester Middleton mm -hmm. of seeitonscreen.com. They're a, um, a Scottish outfit and they wanted to uh, come along and film the gig live. So I look forward to seeing that. But they want to do a whole documentary about the Edinburgh years oh, great. of Mark. And then leading on to House of All. Brilliant. And they've, done a, they've interviewed all us lot uh, quite, in, you know, intensively, actually. Yeah. You know, for an hour and a half. And probably only used a couple of words. But people who are fans of the band and um, Grant Showbiz, who did our live sound. Cause we used to, I used to work with Grant and um, 
he's been around the fall for ages. He used to do the Smiths, uh, you know, back in the uh, 80s there. So it's nice to see him. He looks really, really well, Grant. Really good. So, uh, yeah, they're making a documentary about uh, us and the fall. Can't wait to see it. So that'll be good to see some live footage as well. Yeah, from... and I think it was the best gig. Oh, well, that's great. It was a big stage. Uh, the, the sound was superb. Yeah, because the problem you know with the I mean? White Hotel in Salford is it's tiny and it's not the greatest view for anyone. It doesn't, you know, no. wherever you stood. No, you can't see the drummer unless he's got a, a drum riser, which he didn't. No, exactly. <laughs> didn't have one either. No. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's not the best. So um, hopefully when you come back to Manchester again, maybe a bit of a bigger venue. I would have thought so, yeah. Let's hope so. Let's aim for the Apollo. Come on. <laughs> hey, how about that great big um, co-op arena? Yeah, let's do that. You can support um, Harry Styles when he opens it. <laughs> right. So it all worked. There was no issues with performing live. You No, absolutely not. Um, Isn't that great? Yeah, I mean, it's not that complicated, really. Well, it is for the rest of us, Simon, but I know you do it a lot. And you seem to think that it just works, but th there's a reason it works, isn't there? Yeah, we've got good people around us, and we've got the experience, you know, between us, and individually, too. Uh, but it's, you know... And clearly, you all just want to do it, and, and you're doing it for the joy of doing it, which is great. Yeah. You know, there's no real pressure on you. Not at all. Um, we get a little bit of change, you know, at the end of the night, which is nice, makes a change. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've got the T-shirt business now going. It's a going concern, the whole thing. This is great. Long may it continue. Yeah, it's like going old school back to the 80s again. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the future, then. It's a good place to talk about um, where the House of All is going. Well, hopefully it'll be going for the next two or three years at least. Um, is that the plan or is there, is there no real plan? There's no real plan, but we've got at least a year plan because the, the, the second album will come out in April. I've been told around about then. And then we've kind of tour a bit more extensively in, in the springtime in 2024. Right. So that's really good. But we've got some, uh, for what I catch the band... In September, we've got another clutch of gig, which I'll just quickly yeah, read Yeah, tell out, us, where, where, no, where are you playing? Well, September, Thursday the 7th, York, the Crescent, Friday the 8th, Sunderland, Pop Rex, Hebden Bridge is on Saturday the 9th of September at the Trades Club, which will be a good gig, that's the nearest one to Manchester. Friday the 15th, Bristol, Strange Brew, 16th, Southampton, the Joiners, and Lou's Con Club in Kent will be our last uh, show. We may do some a couple more before the end of the year. Who knows? Yeah. Christmas. Get, yeah, why not? Come on, let's have a Christmas show in Manchester. I'm totally for it, Jack. I yeah. really am. I haven't got any other hobbies or anything. No. and so I'd rather be doing that. Well, now we know that you can just turn up virtually, sit in front of a drum kit and off you go. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Like some sort of magic act. It's great. So, yeah, we just need to book the venue and yeah. get you all to turn up. You've got a plan for, say, a ne another year, and you're just happy with that, are you? Just yeah, to, who yeah, knows? See who knows? where it goes. Uh, hopefully we'll do uh, some festivals next year. It's kind of too late, really, this year. Yes. The album didn't come out till I think it was April, was it? And the album's been well-received, has it? Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, got some great, um, you know, 
uh, press clippings, they call them. Um, they're all very, very positive about the whole thing. You got together and you didn't know where it was going to go. No, the gamble paid off for sure. We all wanted it. And I think the people who are who fall fans who, you know, might be my age or 50 or they've all got right behind it. They have. Initially, I know Mark's family didn't. No, they didn't, but we weren't. We were never doing fall stuff. And uh, Martin, again, you know, was adamant he wasn't going to change our Twitter handle at Fall Continuum because of Mark's family, you know. He yeah. just said no and stamped the table with his fist, <laughs> which, again, I admired. He's explained as well, hasn't he? I know he um, the, the name is House of... And it, it's, it's got fall in the title. And yeah, well, I don't see it like that. No, and I don't. And he, he said it was a, a happy accident. Yeah. You uh, don't really do fall songs, but as you've said, you wrote a, a few, Steve did, Martin, you know, so the history's there. Absolutely. For people to be able to play the songs that they actually wrote. Yeah. We performed Telephone Thing in Liverpool, as we said, but you still get one guy going, oh, it didn't take him long, did it? <laughs> <laughs> and does that worry you or not? No, he was the only one who said it out of everybody. Right. So, you know... Because uh, I think overall, having looked at the, the response from most Fall fans, it's been positive. Absolutely, yeah. And I think most people understand that there's there's nothing negative to see here. No, not at all. We've got the right to, to do what we're doing, absolutely, positively. Yeah, and to get together. I mean, as you've said, you're producing new stuff in the studio. That's right. You have got this legacy and history as well, which is great to be able to call on if you if you want. I mean, how nice for you to be able to play some of those old tracks that you really love. Yeah, it's the only one we have done. Yes. But boy, I enjoyed doing it. Did you? Yeah, I love telephone thing. And are there any others that you absolutely love that you think, do you know what, I'd love to do that one? Me. If you're talking about other fall songs Martin Brown has played on, one of uh, Sing Harpy. It's one of my faves, off Extricate. Right, great. Which is where we both work together, me and Steve. But, but we don't need to do that now. Um, and we did a, a Can cover. Uh, you know Can, the yes. Kraut Rock Band. I had a nice night out, actually. I was out with L Laurie Laptop, who's done a remix, actually, one of the songs. That might may or may not be coming out. Like one of this, yeah. House of All songs? Yeah. Wow. It's a couple of remixes. So actually. you're out into remix territory already? <laughs> Anyway, um, he said, oh, why don't you come down, sign? Damo Suzuki, who's the lead singer of Cam, and The Fall had a song called I Am Damo Suzuki. <laughs> Great song. Um, basically, they were showing a film, a documentary about Cam, at the Carlton Club in Wally Range, around the corner from where we are. Uh, I like to go there. It's a good, good place, that. And they have some good bands on, you know, really good. Uh, he said, come down. We went. So there was the documentary, and then there was a film of when Damo Suzuki came over to the Carlton Club about four years ago and played a gig. And in between that, he did a Zoom meeting on a gigantic jumbo truck <laughs> <laughs> in the room there. It's about 30 foot long. <laughs> and I, I did have a question for Damo, because in the late 80s, um, the four were playing in Cologne, He's Japanese, obviously, and he moved to um, Cologne. And he came to the gig, but I can't remember whether he just came to the gig and he was stood at the stage. <laughs> and I said, I mate, you know, after. <laughs> or oh, he got up and sang the song. 
And that was my question to Damo. I said, do you remember it? Do you remember, did you sing on it? Went, yes, of course I remember. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit kind of miffed that I couldn't remember it myself. Yeah, but he, once he knows you for a while, he knows you. If you don't remember anything, it's okay. It's not just him. <laughs> but uh, what a lovely fellow, and I told him so. I said, you were really nice last time I seen you in the late 80s, and tonight again. You're a lovely fella. And it's always nice, you. yeah, it's always nice to hear that. Yeah, so... Uh, Spreading the love. That it's was good. a good night. Yeah. So you did a can cover, but you also did a wet leg cover, didn't you? We did, called Your Mum. Now, I've heard of this wet leg. Um, I think they've got a, that video for that Your Mum's really good. You know, in that uh, shopping mart. Uh, I think it's very, very good. <laughs> so whose decision was that, to throw that in? That was Martin's. Right, OK. Yeah, but I enjoy playing it. Yeah, so good. So not bother me. No, exactly. I, and the, Do you know what? I think that's, the, that's what I take from all of this, is that you're all just having a good time. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. Which is great. I mean, Paul seems to have a good time all the time anyway. He does. He, he does. He's always very upbeat, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um And it was it was great because in the studio, you and Paul were the first ones there as drummers inevitably what, are. What, turning up first? Turning up first, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S setting up the gear and stuff. That's the norm. Yeah, well, long may it continue. So uh, we'll all keep an eye on House of All. So there's an album out. Yeah, uh, the first one. Yeah. It's called House of All. Mm -hmm. There's a mini tour in September. That's right. Great. We've got a second album already ready to go. Well, it's not been mixed yet. Okay. It gets mixed um, and it gets mastered by the guy who does Grandaddy Records. Right. Over in the States. Can't remember his name now. Okay, so that's that's nearly ready to go. But it's all the, all the tracks are done. And uh, so then hopefully next year, slightly bigger tour and maybe a couple of festivals. Yeah, and some abroad some gigs abroad so uh, it's all looking good Jackie so we need a soundtrack for tonight what have you got I've got We're Having All The Fun by Funboy 3 the second one Fluffy Little Clouds The Orb What A Waste by Injury Hellraiser by The Sweet or Sweet I should say and She's A Rainbow but the World of Twist version. Oh, that's nice. Why have you included that one? It's just a fantastic uh, song. I like the Stones version, but I, I prefer World of Twist version. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's really good, yeah. Mm. What are you up to in the next couple of weeks, Simon? Um, well, uh, where are we? Um, July. I'm going to Ibiza to a family wedding. Oh, nice. Um, first week of um, da -da -da, August. Lovely. Oh, it's going to be hot. Yeah. Factor um, 50, please, Simon. Well, uh, I went to Sicily earlier in the year, and it was only 25. I wouldn't like to be there walking around today, you know. Not in the 40s. Yeah. But uh, I mean, since I got a Pikes Hotel while I'm there and go and see Luke Unabomber who's performing, um, as well as, you know, the wedding, obviously, which obviously. is on the beach. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be there a couple of weeks. I might fly out to, um, you know, Mallorca, maybe go to Valencia. And see our record label boss. Are you doing your own mini tour of Europe? Well, have a lovely time, and uh, well, we'll have to come up with a new idea for a new podcast series. So, while you're on your holidays, you have a think. I will. Okay, Jackie. Nice to see you. This podcast was produced and edited by John. 
Post-production is by Carl Svensson at Tadar Media Limited. Music by Colin McGrath, Joe Brown, Johnny Smale and Simon Wollstonecroft. And the artwork is by Lee Dyer. This has been Funky Size A to Z of Manchester. Thanks for listening to Funky Size A to Z of Manchester. If you're enjoying this series, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.